Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Instinctual. I'm your host, Jonathan Schwimmer. And this has been a rather challenging week. Um, An adventurous two weeks, I suppose. It started when I got on the SS GameStop. For those of you unaware, some of you may have just rolled your eyes or smirked um, or sighed. For those of you unaware, GameStop is a video game store, and um, it is traded on the stock market. And there's a lot of drama surrounding it because um, basically a Wall Street hedge fund, you know, investment group, had bet that the stock would fail, and a number of other people had been slowly investing in it, saw how it was so bet against, um, and started driving the price up which in theory would then force those who bet against it to buy the stock from the people who had bought it. I can't tell you exactly why that didn't happen. I can tell you that it it hasn't happened yet. There are theories that it may. I suspect a certain amount of, um, I don't know, manipulation is the right word, but that that the Wall Street head funders had figured out a way around it. But that doesn't really matter for the context of why I'm telling you. So I... I invested in this GameStop thing and got really riled up and felt like, yeah, I'm in the movement of, you know, we finally fit, caught Wall Street, you know, or these hedge fund people that we know to kind of manipulate and cheat and all that. We, we caught them doing something stupid and now we've cornered them and we've won and there's no way out, you know, that level of confidence. And I got really wrapped up in the emotion of like vengeance. You know, not that I, I actually wasn't all that affected by the OA crash. Maybe, I mean, I was in college at the time, like halfway through. And so there was certainly this forecast of like, oh, wow, your generation's really just screwed now because of this thing. Like, you're going to have such a hard time finding work when you get out. But but by and large, you know, I, I didn't, I was in, extremely insulated from it by my father and by um, our, our, financial position and um regardless of that there's still i still have this deep-seated you know hatred or rage towards what i perceive to be corrupt notice i say what i perceive to be corrupt versus what is because i'm you know if you listen to the majority of my podcasts you know about the subjectivity of perception right one person's corrupt is another's not and you know, i mean granted i'm imagine that most people listening to this podcast are probably like well wall street seems pretty corrupt but still um anyway i i saw that side of myself this this side of myself that wanted to get lost in you know or seduced by the fight by the victory over my opponent and you know who was unjust and and you know i didn't like that that's why i was doing what i was doing and that was one piece of it the other piece was like oh man the the possibility of returns the possibility of turning you know ten thousand into fifty thousand or a hundred thousand or you know like oh my god quick money and while maybe there are people out there who disagree with me in my opinion you know, a lot of Wall Street, not all of it, but a lot of it is a casino to some extent that, that some people have figured out how to play and play very well because they've rigged it. And other people, you know, follow the rules more in, in the sense of they invest in companies that they believe will succeed 
And when those companies do succeed, the value of their shares goes up, right? Um, anyway, um, as I, I, I spent a good amount of the week, this is last week, trying to transform and let go and explore, not necessarily in that order, what I felt in terms of this vengeance, in terms of this war that, and, and the victory that I wanted, and um, because I don't want to live my life holding on to vengeance. So question time for you, is there anything that you're holding on to? Or could you picture yourself getting into a situation where you know you can relate to feeling good about having vengeance either it be on you know or with in relation to an ex-friend or or wall street or the police or someone who you feel is either wronged by or operating against your own ethical code and i you know forget general society forget everyone would agree with me forget all that just just focus on you and is there something there that you're like, God, I would love to get revenge. I would love to be, you know, to have one up on this group, this person, these people. And for me, it's politicians um, and, and anyone in, in a position of public power, you know, or, or in a, you know, who, who affects public change that uses you know that that is corrupt so you know certainly the majority of america the ceos and you know people that i see operating from greed which note people that i see operating from greed and my anger because that's gonna you know foreshadowing right there for my own story but so you know can you feel that that vengeance or that anger or any of that for me, as I explored it, I saw a connection to victimhood. Oh, these people made me a victim, or, or I've seen them make victims out of others, and now I'm going to serve them up some hot, hot justice. Um, and I'm going to profit off of serving them the justice. Ooh, look at that. Um, <laughs> so... Multiple times, you know, throughout this period of GameStop going up and down in value, you know, and I was sitting in the green for thousands of dollars for many days throughout last week. And um, I was like, okay, when do I sell? When do I sell? And I was like, all right, it's not about a, it's not about money. I'll sell when I see this squeeze, this this rush of buying. That's when I'll know to leave. It won't be about how much money it is and i'm like all right well what if it starts crashing well if it starts crashing i i can't say because there's this economic certainty this this mechanism that will trigger and this event that will occur so uh, and i was very confident in all of that even though my my instinct was like you're playing against wall street you're playing against people who cheat they're not going to follow these rules this is no certainty it's great what's certain is what's happening in front of you and I, I tried to really connect with my instinct to feel what was good. And I probably did connect with it sometimes, but there was so much mix of, of greed, of fear of missing out, you know, of, 
um, of the vengeance a little bit. Although by the end of the week, I was able to kind of really release that. I was really able to let go of this idea of me being a victim and really get into just like, okay, I'm, I'm in this. But what I was left with was, was greed and fear of missing out, which were very powerful for me. Um, and the underlying pieces of, you know, or, or underneath those emotions are, you know, fear of failing, fear of being a loser, fear of being left behind. Um, and, but let's go back to me mentioning greed, right? And then go back even further, not that much further, but me mentioning foreshadowing, right? And so you can see how part of my hatred and my anger for these CEOs and these companies and these Wall Street people who are just feasting on greed and manipulation and are doing it better than me, mind you. They're, they're doing a way better job of it than me. Um, that's where my hatred comes from because I see they, they reflect the greed that is inside of me back at me when I watch them do it and then and then my ego gets involved because not only are they reflecting reflecting the greed that I hate within me but they're doing a better job of functioning within this greed so not only am I greedy I'm bad at it <laughs> you know like that's a double whammy I'm hit twice it's a double-edged sword but both sides just cut me so you know, Friday comes along and I'm talking with a friend and going, maybe we should get out. Like, I don't want to give Wall Street 48 hours to think of ways to get out of this. And, you know, what I couldn't tell, but what I believe now to be my instinct, but, it, you know, it was telling me, get out, leave now. You can get back in later. Just, just, just get out, you know, take your winnings and leave. And I didn't. I held. I held on because of overconfidence and greed and fear of missing out and um and yeah what an expensive lesson it proved to be as i'm recording this on february 4th you know gamestop so when it closed on friday i think it closed in the 300s and uh or maybe high twos now it's trading at 60 dollars. and who knows maybe it will come back up but those thousands that i was up i'm now down thousands and so that triggered um, within me, you know, just a wall of you're a failure and a loser and nothing better than a gambler and greedy and, you know, the, your father's worst fears about you were right and well-founded. And like, what are you going to do now? I, I didn't gamble every cent. I gambled a lot, though. Um, and I can't even imagine, I, you know, I, I'm not even that, like, I'm okay. I'll be okay. Um, there are people out there who I know who, you know, made even different choices and are now probably even in a rougher position. And there are also people out there who are still very much up and in the money. And this has been a good thing in the sense that for however many people that saw the manipulation going on with this stock saw it you know it, it came to the surface um and and that's good 
and that's I think there'll be more of that as the year continues of things coming to the surface as us seeing the level of corruption and manipulation out there but um so it's been a heavy week as I I slowly start to recover from from this and yesterday was was the kind of the worst of it there was just this moment of utter sheer panic of um you know all of what i just mentioned of feeling like a loser of you know feeling like a failure of of just being not 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 being worth the air that i breathe for the mistakes that i've done because it goes even deeper and like how can i even i can how can i consider myself spiritual how can i go to my teacher and be like yeah i succumb to greed um and the answer is very easily the answer is that it's okay that there is nothing that you or I can do, be it money or anything else, that makes you not worth living. And that the judgment that I experience for myself on having done this will cause me infinitely more amount of pain than being impoverished. And so, you know, for those five, but it's also important to, it's also important to acknowledge what I'm feeling. And so I did, I acknowledged those feelings. I let them out. I didn't try and suppress them. I was like, oh man, this is scary. And then as I talked through it, I was like, okay, sure. This, this feeling is here now. Do I want to stay with it? The answer was no, I, I don't. I felt it. I want to move on from it. I'm ready to move on from it. Okay. What do I want to start feeding? abundance i want to feed that i'm okay i want to feed that i am worthy i want to i want to feed that i'm experimenting i want to i want this to be a nice little chapter in a memoir where i talked about how i learned a lesson the hard way and how it freaked me the hell out and then i chose to go through it not in a cliche way not in like whoa look at me and how just like look the, the brutal honest truth is what do you want to tell yourself in those dark moments it's not a tony robbins you know ted talk it's real life and you know it's simple choice and when i went to my teacher and teachers and asked them what to do they said one jonathan really do you want to have this conversation again because you have the answers within you you had the answers within you when you were in the heat of you know like the vengeance look and look you figured that out but, but you also had the answers within you when you were looking at those big numbers and those returns and your instinct was like don't be greedy just get out don't be greedy just get out you don't need to make more that's a good amount of money take it um and they were right and and you know my answer the answer for myself now which is just feed what i want to create i lost now and the universe will i'm sure give me another opportunity where i'll feel greedy and i'll and then We'll see if I've learned. Because I'll be able to choose. Yeah, I'm going to leave now. Maybe I'll make more. Maybe I'd make less. Now is my time to leave. I'm happy with this amount. So, it's, but it, I mean, it's a, it's a challenge. Because on top of that, you know, life is still happening, right? COVID is still happening. And while, sure, Biden is elected, maybe that gives you some comfort. It doesn't give me, you know, not that I want... I wanted necessarily Trump in office either. I just, you know, I'm not, I'm not optimistic that that will change the world. Uh, although I appreciate that, you know, the pipeline, um, the pipeline projects that, that are would decimate nature have been shut down. Just nice. Um, at any rate, so that that happened, and I'm going with that. 
Um, a big piece, though, just to, to touch on it one more time, is that in, in previous podcasts I've mentioned, like, hey, tell yourself, you know, end every podcast with, tell, you know, unconditionally love yourself. What does that look like? It, it just you saying to yourself, I unconditionally love myself. You thinking thoughts and saying things to yourself will manifest feelings within you. And obviously it doesn't stop other feelings, which is fine. Um, but focusing on what you want to create with your thoughts, in other words, thinking what you want to be will help you in many ways manifest. There are other pieces to it too. Physical action, you know, making choices. I also promise you thinking is a very big piece of things. I've had multiple friends in the past two weeks, you know, are going through like reckonings and I give them the same advice that I follow, which is just tell yourself you're enough. Tell yourself you're worthy. Meet your anxiety with confidence. It doesn't matter that you don't feel it. You will. And they all say the same thing, that in the moment when they're telling themselves that, it does feel good. They do feel a little lighter. And so I'm like, cool, that's the start of the plant. And now the more you speak to it, the more it will grow. Um, and so in these days, I mean, every day, uh, when I wake up, before I go to sleep, I'm giving, whether it be minutes, occasionally hours, of just thinking to myself that I'm enough, I'm worthy, it's okay. Using my imagination, envisioning myself in peace, you know, in calm. So, yeah, that was last week, and that's what I've been doing. That's how I'm handling it. On top of that, I've noticed, you know, a pattern and attraction in my dating life. I'm attracting a lot of pro-vaccine um, girls. I know this because they'll mention to me through, you know, circumstance I'm, or coincidence. I'm using air quotes when I say the word coincidence that they are getting the vaccine. Um, and at that point, I usually say, well, hey, you know, if this is important to you, just let you know I'm anti-vaccine i won't be getting it if that's a problem for you i totally respect that it's not a problem for me that you get it like if that's what you feel is right go for it by all means and um, some of them ghost some of them tell me i'm privileged for even having such an opinion you know others are very skeptical and i can i can feel their judgment or their attraction immediately change because of the association of like anti-vax people being crazy and insane and don't get me wrong there are some people who have taken an anti-vaccine stance who are conducting themselves in a way that i disapprove of i will also remind you of all of the other people who have taken the opposing stances and i don't think that they're acting any better you know people who are anti-abortion and you know are, who are violent and like i while i'm i'm pro-abortion up to a certain point I don't approve or disapprove of, uh, you know, I don't, I guess I should say I disagree with extremist conduct. Everyone is entitled to, you know, make their choice. We don't even stop people from committing murder in this country necessarily. We, we wait until they do or until they attempt to, until they conspire to, and then we step in and punish them, not for what they necessarily we're going to do but what they did we don't punish someone because they were going to murder a person we punish them because they attempted to conspire 
to do it. We're punishing them for the action of the conspiracy, not for the fact that they were going to. And I realize that's a fine line because the conspiracy obviously indicates that they were going to. But in, in terms of law, the law sees the punishment for action. Not and sometimes for inaction, which is an action, right? But so my the point I'm trying to illustrate is that that free will is so important, and that making your own choice is paramount. And I'm not going to restrict anyone for making a choice to do something, even if I believe in holding people accountable and issuing consequence for things that they have done. So, and and there's good and bad, right? Like the consequence of, look at the consequence of if I had um, decided to sell, I would have been a few thousand dollars richer. And the consequence of not selling, I'm a few thousand dollars poorer. As simple as that. Anyway, getting back to the dating life, it's interesting that I'm attracting this pattern. Um, my body also seems to physically be responding to my attitude to um you know there's itchiness there's achiness although i've given up you know i'm not eating meat i'm eating fish and seafood still but i'm not eating meat very much and i notice i'm less achy and i have more energy by and large sometimes i miss cheeseburgers and steaks but and chicken fingers mm, chicken tenders but for the most part you know i'm moving myself into a mental place of I'm not missing out on anything and once in a while I'll have a basket of chicken fingers you know I went two weeks I think and then had some and you know, I might have a steak dinner soon and then I'll go for a while desserts are a little harder I've been baking cookies anxiously baking as GameStop uh, the saga of that continues but um, it's interesting what we attract and so, again, question time. What do you see yourself attracting presently in your life in terms of patterns? So, that's pretty much the update. I'm weathering the storm. Headed back to Sweden April 1st, assuming that uh, Sweden doesn't extend its border closure. And um, looking forward to returning to my spiritual monastery getaway. And, um, yeah, that's really it. So, remember, if you have any questions, there have been actually, there's been um, uh, some outreach on the email I set up, heyinstinctual at gmail.com. So if you have any questions, feel free. And um, until next time, I don't know, keep an eye on GameStop because I'm still in it. I'm, I've kind of written it off, but who knows? When you see news reports, though, don't believe everything you hear in terms of, like... I mean, it's incredible. You can track the manipulation. It's wild. Uh, in regards to that and, and being at ground zero around the communities. But who knows? Maybe I'm just being as easily manipulated by the sources that I'm reading. Gotta go with your instinct in these trying times. At any rate, thanks for tuning in. Until next time, remember that you are unconditionally loved so unconditionally love yourself. <laughs>